Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to The Men of Valor Program. We are continuing our rather long series, Randy, of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, and uh, today uh, I've long been anticipating that we would get to a passage that has to be near and dear to our community's heart. Yeah, our community's heart, our work here. It's the uh, very famous passage on adultery. Why don't I just go ahead and read it, and then we'll kind of jump right into this. Yeah. Jesus is uh, juxtaposing things here. Last week, for the uh, regular listeners out there, we talked about, you've heard that it was said, thou shalt not commit murder, but I tell you that anyone who you know has anger in his heart so much as commits uh, murder. Today is another one of those clarifications that Jesus offers, and here's what he says. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Now we get to, uh, in this section, and uh, I think it's important sometimes to take a whole section in its entirety, Uh, Jesus makes this rather remarkable comment, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body body than for your whole body to go to hell. So we're going to have to deal with that part of this, which I think in terms of the uh, literal interpretation of the Greek here, I think uh, most of our listeners will be relieved here that Jesus is not being literal, really, when he talks about this, but we'll get to that. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, you sharing what Dr. Barkley has to say about such a passage. The first part of the passage is uh, one that we certainly need to take seriously here, Um, because it does deal with uh, thought life, and uh, so much of uh, the work that we do here has to deal with uh, helping the men that we work with uh, control their thought life. And uh, this is very near and dear to my own heart because of uh, certainly my own recovery, the hundreds of men we work with, and the fact that I wrote a whole book really on, you know, the subject of this passage, which is uh, my book called Taking Every Thought Captive. And isn't this passage somewhat famous because of Jimmy Carter? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're old enough to remember the Playboy interview, I guess you're referring to there, that Jimmy Carter did. That's right. Refresh our listeners' memory. Well, all I do recall of it, I don't recall vividly, but I just remember that uh, during that interview, he came forth and, and admitted to having... Uh, committed adultery in his heart. He had lusted for another woman in his heart. That's right. And uh, I'm sure the Playboy interviewer kind of set him up for that because he is certainly, uh, in my mind, uh, and I've heard him uh, interviewed um, quite a bit and uh, later in his life and uh, also read uh, one of his autobiographies that he, you know, he certainly has been a man of integrity when it comes to uh, sexual fidelity in his marriage, uh, and is quite a fine Christian man, and uh, all of that. But uh, yeah, uh, this is a controversial passage uh, around here uh, because if we take uh, Jesus seriously here, which 
obviously as Christians we need to do, uh, it really puts a, uh, a very uh, difficult definition on, on adultery because later on, you know, we're going to get to the section uh, on divorce and uh, Jesus says the only valid, you know, reason for divorce is uh, if there has been adultery. And uh, we normally think of adultery as, you know, crossing the flesh line, uh, you know, having sex with another person. And Jesus is very clear here that, uh, no, it's not just a matter of, uh, you know, physical activity that creates adultery. It's also a matter of lustful activity in your heart that also creates adultery. And, you know, one of the controversial issues around here, therefore, is, you know, does a wife whose husband has, in fact, been looking at pornography and, you know, likely uh, masturbating also, does that give her, you know, uh, sufficient grounds to be divorced? I don't intend to get into that today. I would say by the strictest definition here of understanding Jesus um, and, and, and also in terms of how these two passages are right next to each other, the passage on divorce comes right after this, that Jesus is uh, perhaps um, allowing for um, there to be divorce, even if the the sin of the husband is is basically in his own thought life. We ought to take a pause there because that's that's quite a serious thing, and uh, uh, certainly want our listeners to know that you know our mission here at Faithful and True is to save uh, marriages and uh, help them thrive, even when there's been the uh, the worst uh, forms of uh, acting out. Well, why don't we do that, Mark? Why don't we take a break right now so that the listeners can give some thought uh, to what you've just been uh, talking about to open today's show. You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. I am lost in my mind. I get lost in my mind. Mama once told me, you're already home when you feel love. I am lost in my mind. Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at FaithfulAndTrue.com to learn more. That's FaithfulAndTrue.com. How's that brick lane coming? How's your engine running? Is that bridge getting built? Are your hands getting filled? Won't you tell me, my brother? Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the week, uh, Randy, uh, I did confer with our staff today, mainly uh, Dr. Russ Schmidt, who uh, has been working with us uh, for a number of years and helps me lead the uh, Tuesday night group. And uh, we are both um, avid sports fans. Uh, Well, you know, most of the male staff here is. And uh, we decided that even though I think we've talked about this one before, 
it probably bears repeating uh, this time of the year where uh, we uh, are cranking up for the NFL season to start uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, we are also in the middle of the opening of the uh, college football season. And uh, we need to remind our listeners that one of the triggers of the week, uh, um, any given week of uh, the college or uh, NFL season is going to be, you know, the cheerleaders. It, and uh, It's a definite component of, uh, of the TV productions, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, whether you're watching college uh, or professional football, the, uh, the cheerleaders are, are going to be a big part of that presentation. You just uh, returned home after seeing Virginia Tech's opening game. Yeah, that's right. And they were playing uh, Liberty, which is a school that uh, I'm well familiar with. I've taught there. It's part of uh, our AACC family. Uh, Liberty, which is in Lynchburg, and AACC is also in Lynchburg. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would say, by the way, that uh, the Virginia Tech uh, cheerleaders were, you know, modestly dressed. They were not uh, in any of their dance routines or whatever. I I didn't particularly perceive that they were inappropriate. Uh, however, the week before, uh, Debbie and I had decided to go to one of the Vikings preseason games. Uh, so that we could see their new stadium. And uh, uh, I know that uh, uh, when their uh, cheerleaders came out and did one of their routines, I really thought that it was uh, quite provocative. And uh, uh, even Debbie said to me, you know, I wonder how far removed this is from kind of a striptease dance and uh, didn't necessarily have a comeback to that because, you know, it is provocative and uh, it does lead to... uh, I think for a lot of our listeners, the men uh, does lead to the kind of thoughts that we're actually talking about today in our passage of Scripture. Well, that's what makes this such a relevant trigger for this week, because as we're starting these you know, beloved uh, sports seasons that we all enjoy so much. It's a great reminder to the guys out there who do struggle with these issues to uh, to be on your toes, to watch out for these triggers, because they do jump out uh, when you least expect them. Well, that's right, and they kind of insert it. Uh, I mean, it's like we normally tell our men to uh, fast forward through things or uh, look away, you know, when stuff hits the screen, but... I think uh, you know a lot of these TV broadcasts are kind of they kind of regularly kind of just insert a, uh, a shot of a, ch- a cheerleader, and uh, you really can't necessarily uh, uh, pre- prepare for it or prevent it. So you know we do recommend at that point that you know you try to look away. But if we were to get back, you know, segue back to our scripture passage, um, the key that Jesus is talking about in the first part of the passage here about you know lusting or desiring another woman in your heart, uh, we, we really need to understand that what Jesus is talking about is where you are, in fact, in your imagination, uh, taking this uh, to a thought where you are actually uh, having sex with this woman, and you would uh, actually pursue trying to have sex with this woman. So um, less, there's a difference between you know a visual stimulation or a trigger Uh, where you know that it's sexually tempting, you see it. Uh, What Jesus, I think, is talking about here is when you kind of run with that thought and uh, imagine what it would actually be like uh, to be sexual with this person. And uh, that is the difference between, I think, temptation and lust. Uh, You can be tempted and see something as being a tempting type of thing, but if you allow your imagination to uh, create uh, scenes, scenarios, 
the acting out, even if it's only in your mind of a sexual encounter, that's what we would call lust, and that is what Jesus is talking about. And that's where taking every thought captive comes into play. That's right, and we're going to get to that uh, here because I think that's really what Jesus is talking about in the second part of this passage. So, you know, let's just summarize, because it's kind of easy, really, that Jesus is saying that that adultery in the mind, which again is lust, it's it's the imagination of being sexual with another person. So you're actually seeing in your mind uh, a sexual encounter. That is the same as actually doing it, and uh, it has the same effect on a person. It's the same sin, and it is, in fact... uh, a violation of the commandment about uh, adultery. All right, so the second part of this, which is difficult, is if your eye offends you, pluck it out. When I read this passage, I'm, I'm reminded of a workshop participant that we had back in the uh, early 1990s. It was one of our first uh, workshops that we did, and uh, we had a man come uh, who had been referred by his ophthalmologist. And uh, the ophthalmologist uh, came up to me at a conference where I was speaking and said, you know, I have a, a client that I, I want to refer to you uh, to work with. And uh, no, he said, I have a patient. And so I assumed he was a doctor. And I said, uh, I, I, I assume you're a doctor. What kind of a doctor are you? And he said, I'm an ophthalmologist. And my, my first thought is, you know, normally, you know, when I think about doctors who refer clients into our workshop, I don't think about, you know, ophthalmologists. I think about psychiatrists and maybe family doctors and stuff like that, but I, I you know, wouldn't have thought about an ophthalmologist. But, and he saw the look of uh, uh, kind of surprise on my face, and he said, well, uh, I'll be honest with you, this is one of the uh, more uh, difficult cases that I've had, but uh, I do have a patient who has, in fact, plucked out both of his eyes. And uh, he took Jesus' uh, command here uh, very literally, uh, and he had been struggling with pornography for much of his life, and he had tried so many things to stop and uh, hadn't been able to. So uh, in a moment, I think, of uh, temporary insanity, uh, he uh, actually gouged out both of his eyes, and so his result is going to be blind for the rest of his life. And he did come to the workshop, and... uh, You know, we were able to help him, you know, I think with the thought life that might still have been in his brain, even though, you know, he can't uh, add, you know, new visual uh, stimuli uh, to his life. But I said to myself, my gosh, I mean, uh, you know, we we have to be careful with passages like this. And uh, as you were asking, Dr. Bartley, Barkley is very quick to point out that Jesus is uh, not being literal here. He is uh, being... uh, uh, figurative. He is uh, basically, uh, according to Dr. Barclay, who has some lengthier explanations of the Greek, which would take way too long to get into here, but he is saying that Jesus is basically talking about, you know, how seriously uh, we need to take these issues about lust, and uh, we need to cut off or gouge out, uh, you know, anything in our life that is contributing to uh, these kind of lustful thoughts. So I, you know, I want the listeners to hear that, uh, according to the biblical scholars that I trust, you know, they are all basically saying that Jesus is not being literal here. He is being uh, indicative of how seriously we need to take cutting out these thoughts. 
but that we are not to um, remove you know, our eyes or uh, cut off our hand. Uh, yeah, it, we are not to do, you know, uh, self-harm uh, in any way, shape, or fashion. So um, Dr. Barkley goes on to uh, then talk about the lengths that we should go to to uh, uh, try to deal with these thoughts. And I was interested because, you know, he's writing, you know, basically back in the 1950s and 1960s, and I was surprised uh, reading the commentary uh, earlier this week that he he basically says some of the same things that, that we've been saying for the last 30 years ourselves. And uh, that is one basic principle that if you tell these thoughts to go away, uh, if you just say to yourself, uh, I'm going to stop thinking about them, uh, I'm going to uh, um, just stop it, so to speak, it has the ability to make the thoughts stronger. And uh, one of the ways that we kind of illustrate this when we are teaching uh, the principles about taking every thought captive to the men at the workshop is I always ask them, if I told you right now, uh, as I'm talking to you here this afternoon, whatever you do uh, uh, in the next five minutes, don't think about what you're going to have for dinner tonight. And please, if you know those thoughts enter your, your brain, you know, just stop thinking about it. And, of course, they, they all realize that the harder they try to stop thinking about dinner... Once you had planted the seed, they could not drop it. Huh? That, that is right. And uh, it, it's uh, kind of a principle of uh, what's called mindfulness, that the more energy we give to stopping a thought, all it really does is give more energy to the thought. So uh, we have to have a better uh, solution to the problem of lust, and uh, we're, we're going to get to that uh, here in the show today as we kind of, you know, make one of our main points. Uh, and that is, uh, that is this. I might as well just go ahead and say it. I think uh, every time a man has lustful thoughts, it's basically a representation of, of desires in his heart that are somehow not getting met. He's lonely, he's tired, he's bored, he's uh, not feeling like uh, he's getting uh, kindness or affirmations in his life. There's could be a lot of other things going on. You know, that man is going to be a lot more vulnerable to lustful thoughts, which he has mistakenly identified as, you know, satisfying those desires. That there's some, you know, magic lady out there that he could lust after that, you know, being sexual with her would would satisfy some of these deep desires. So if it is, in fact, the case that... Uh, the men who are more vulnerable to these thoughts do have you know, legitimate desires inside them, then the, the key to getting rid of lustful thoughts is to get those uh, desires met in healthy ways. And that's you know, one of the main principles that we teach here. So in other words, if you're going to uh, stop something that is in fact uh, sinful, what are you going to uh, replace it with that is in fact healthy? So that's finding a new wave of, uh, of thought to replace the lustful thought. That, that's right. So we, you know, have taken very seriously an old AA saying, if you're going to stop something, start something. And uh, Dr. Barkley was talking about this too, that uh, the men that he's known uh, that have been successful in controlling their lustful thoughts are the men that turn more attention to what God's will is in their life, what they are called to be doing in life. Uh, how they are to follow and pursue more closely our relationship with Christ. Uh, what are some of the action steps involved in that in terms of, you know, prayer and, and meditation uh, and so forth. And uh, so, in other words, 
we, we know that you can't just tell these thoughts to go away, but you can allow them to be there and then gradually replace them with healthy thoughts about God and about serving and about your current relationships, including, you know, your wife and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Well, that's the key point that I was just going to ask you about when you mentioned wife. So many of the men who come to us here at Faithful and True are guys who are uh, struggling with these issues, struggling with these lustful thoughts. And if it's a desire that they have in their heart for um, a deeper physical and emotional intimacy with their spouse, what do you tell them to replace the lustful thoughts that are separate from thinking of his wife? Well, I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, first of all, we need to recognize uh, for all those couples listening out there that, uh, you know, the, the history of their relationship um, may make it seem, you know, to some a daunting task. But what we encourage uh, the men to develop over time through their prayer life, through their meditation, is, is a vision, really, of uh, what they would like their uh, marriage to be and, you know, how they would like to be more emotionally and spiritually connected to their wife. And uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, we obviously teach here, and we've talked about it any number of times on the show, is uh, that uh, a lot of the men go through a period of abstinence where they, they stop being sexual with their wife so that they can uh, spend more time trying to be spiritually connected to their wife. And I think uh, many of the men who've gone through this uh, uh, period of time recognize that uh, if they have, in fact, uh, uh, taken this idea seriously of spiritually connecting with their wife, then their wife and you know their sexual relationship becomes you know a lot more fulfilling. Their wife becomes, strangely enough, when they were spiritually connected, their wife becomes more attractive in all ways, spiritually, emotionally, and physically, at whatever age um, she may be. So it goes back to the principle that we're, we're taking away negative, lustful thoughts, and we're, we're trying to add uh, you know, positive thoughts into our life and a more direct spiritual relationship with our wife, a more direct spiritual relationship directly with Christ. And uh, you know, that is the way to uh, satisfy our heart's deeper desires. That, that makes good sense. I can see how that uh, would be the, probably the best um, direction to point those men in. Yeah, so again, you know, to reiterate, I think, which is the most important thing, is that uh, one of the ways I teach this is that, you know, every sexual fantasy, lustful thought that I've, that I've encountered or heard about along the way uh, is a message from our soul about what our soul is desiring. And uh, uh, we, we think, uh, mistakenly, I think, that uh, we're just desiring sexual activity, but uh, I think uh, beneath all of that fantasy and everything else, uh, there is the the longing that all of us have, you know, to be loved, to be nurtured, to be affirmed, and some of the things that Debbie and I talk about in our book, The Seven Desires of the Heart. But uh, uh, when we when we understand that, and we try to get our desires met in healthy ways through our relationship with the Lord, through our relationship with our communities, through our relationship with our spouse. Um, I think what we will find is that the lustful thoughts will go away. Um, the reason they'll go away is that we don't need them anymore as messengers of, uh, about what the desires of our soul are. You know, last word of encouragement to 
all of the men listening, and you know, I hope the wives pick up on this too. That if a man is struggling with lust, you know, he is uh, struggling um, with uh, deeper desires in his heart. And uh, if we can all, myself included, find healthy ways to get those desires met, then um, the principle has been proven innumerable times around here that uh, our lustful thoughts will go away. If the theme of, of today's show is one of great interest to you and uh, the, uh, the knowledge and experience that Mark has been sharing today is something that you'd like to learn more about, we do invite you to visit faithfulandtrue.com and go to the bookstore where you will find Mark's book, Taking Every Thought Captive. And it's available there to be ordered. We also have uh, a CD collection that is based on Taking Every Thought Captive uh, that you may want to order as well. I just want to let you know that there are healing resources that we have available to you. You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and I'm Randy Everett, your co-host. We thank you for joining us today, and we hope that this coming week is a week for you that is filled with many blessings and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at FaithfulandTrue.com. That's FaithfulandTrue.com.